0: So this is a second podcast for today because there's something that is disturbing me that um, I need to get out there and maybe somebody can correct me or back me up on this because I'm a little bit confused. Um, So it is still May 9th, 2023, and uh, here's the deal. We have a 14th Amendment that Lincoln passed and they did this. We we can argue that this was done illegally, um, primarily because at the time it was passed, the federal government actually was maintaining, or through other states, I guess I don't know exactly how it was done, but they they actually had control of the southern states for a little bit, and some say they still do, but during that time they passed this 14th amendment and the 14th amendment is one of those amendments that makes your head swim because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like there's nothing in it that, that you can actually rationalize and, and, you know, use, but the Supreme court loves this amendment. They, they seem to, you know, do this due process of law, uh, clause that's in the Fourteenth Amendment. They use it over and over and over again, so they like it, but it it's very confusing. So what I want to do is I want to get into this Fourteenth Amendment and see if we can figure out exactly what it is actually saying because I am very very confused. So the first thing that I want to get into is we've already pretty much concluded, and I, I'm going to pull this up. We've uh, pretty much concluded that the united states means a federal corporation and that it is if you look in in this uh section here it tells you in section h the location of united states the united states is located in the district of columbia so and this is in case law this is the the definition section so we've we've pretty much concluded that the united states is not the whole country it's it's the federal districts it's the puerto rico the the military bases the post offices the federal buildings those kind of places so that is the united states and the district of columbia so that is the united states the united states has absolutely zero power over an individual state, it, it our constitutions and, and the the way that everything was structured is the citizens formed the local county government, which formed the state government, which formed the federal government. So at no point in the Constitution does it say that the federal government, the District of Columbia slash the United States has control over what any of the individual states are doing. However, the individual states adopted constitutions that fell in line with the federal constitution. So the constitution itself kind of played a part. And so we all, whatever constitutional rights we have at the federal level, we also have at a state level. But there's something that I, you know, I mentioned this in an earlier podcast the Bill of Rights actually almost never happened the the the, and and one of the arguments were was why do we need a bill of rights when citizens have all the rights the, the, the government does not have the ability to infringe on anyone's rights, so we shouldn't list a bill of rights because if we list a bill of rights, then we're limiting what, those, what, what the government's restricted to do because we're not listing every well, – there's no way we could list every possible right that these people have. They're sovereign, and they should be able to live their lives in freedom as long as they don't infringe on the freedom of somebody else and so it was all designed around that concept so the the bill of rights the these constitutional amendments that we have the 14th amendment this one particular is a very odd thing because one it was formed right after the civil war it was ratified by all the states but again all the states were not sovereign at that point because the federal government had taken over the southern states that it had conquered <clears throat> and so you could argue that this whole amendment thing is all bs it's not valid but let's go with the fact that it is valid let's say that it was ratified so i want to i want to read this because it's a very important clause in the in the constitution Or in the Bill of Rights. And the reason is because this is the amendment that everybody claims that every illegal person that comes to this country that has a baby in this country automatically becomes – the baby automatically becomes a state citizen or a a United States citizen. And this is the thing that that makes that happen. So – Let's, with all of our knowledge that we have on our supposed knowledge, maybe we're we're going to be proven wrong here at some point, and I'm open to that if somebody can tell me where I'm wrong. But this, let's read this in detail. It says all persons born or naturalized in the United States. Again, the United States, District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, all those places. All persons born or naturalized in the United States. Well doesn't that mean that if you were not born or naturalized in the United States, then you're not a United States citizen, which means that if a, if, if a group of people came to, the, to Georgia and they had a kid in Georgia, that doesn't make him a United States citizen because he wasn't born or naturalized in the United States. He was actually born in the state of Georgia. And, and it's the same as, you know, when we were talking about citizenship, we there, there's Supreme Court cases that rule absolutely that there is a difference between a state citizenship and a citizen of the United States. They're two totally different things and they have two totally different sets of rights. So how can the federal government pass legislation that re, that, that forces a state to adopt a person as a citizen of that state? by federal legislation now if the states have gone in and actually added things to their constitution which is something i need to look at for the state of georgia if they have done that and they have said that anyone born in the state of georgia is going to be a state citizen of georgia well then maybe that's how this is happening but for some reason every single Page that I look up on how a illegal two illegal persons can have a United States citizen baby this is the the legislation that everything points to, so I'm just going to have to assume that at this particular point this is what it says it it says all persons born or naturalized in the united states are subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the united states i would also argue that me being born in the state of georgia that this clause does not give does not automatically allow the united states government to suck me up as a united states citizen as well so i i'm 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 still confused as to how they legally converted me from being a citizen of Georgia to being a United States citizen as, as addition in addition. So I'm still trying to figure this out because I, this is very confusing to me. It's, and then it goes on to say no state shall make or enforce any law, which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. So it, it is again in its own sentences it is clarifying the fact that there is a difference between this citizen of the United States and a citizen of the state of Georgia because if it, if they were the one and the same thing then why would it say no state shall make or enforce any law because they already couldn't they they already they have constitutions on their own this seems to be saying that no state shall make or enforce any law for citizens of the United States. So even though I am a Georgia citizen, the state can't make a law that is going to to affect me as a United States citizen, which again is what we assume is what gives them the ability to tax our income and all that stuff and we've already gotten into the fact that we don't make income but whatever. So This whole clause here, this section in the 14th Amendment is extremely confusing because, one, the states already couldn't pass laws that that mess with the Constitution or the Bill of Rights and restating it here is kind of weird. Like, why would you even do that? And then it also adds this without due process of law statement, which, again, the Supreme Court's love. And it says, "Nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protections of the laws." Again, all of this stuff was already well established with our country. So this entire clause, this section of the of the Fourteenth Amendment, makes absolutely no sense. Like, there's no legitimate reason for that to actually be in the in this Constitution at all. And then it goes on with Section Two, Three, and Four to list out the people that were involved in the males that were involved in the insurrection of, of the several States that they couldn't serve on in the government and all this kind of stuff. But again, the federal government does not have the ability to, to dictate what someone can do at a state level, which means that they could absolutely per the constitution pass their own laws and state that it, that these people can't serve in a federal uh, lawmaking uh, seat, but they couldn't prevent that person from running for state legislature because the federal government doesn't have that kind of power. And I don't see anything in the Constitution that woke it up and, and made it master. So I'm I'm actually confused and thinking that people have been misinterpreting this uh, pretty severely. Um, And then I want to just, I'm going to jump down here to the fourth section because this is some weird shit. It says the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payments of pension boundaries for services and suppressing the insurrection or rebellion shall not be questioned. So the public, the validity of the public debt, Of the united states again this is not the several states this is the federal government in the district of columbia the validity of the public debt can't be questioned i i mean again what in the world is this doing in here and why is it part of the constitution if it has something to do with the states it's fine if it's in the federal government in the in the United States constitution which it is that's where it exists but what does it have to do with the several states like it has nothing to do with the several states so i don't really understand how this is uh, affecting what we have to deal with and i definitely absolutely don't understand how this makes Someone that comes to our country illegally, they have kids, and now all of a sudden they're automatic U.S. citizens. The United States government is perfectly – it can pass laws that allows it to go in and make anybody at once citizens of the United States. But that does not give it the ability to allow those people to come to the several states and pretend to be citizens of the entire country. They're not state citizens, and therefore, unless again, unless the states adopted something that says that anyone born in the state of Georgia is a Georgia state citizen and a United States citizen— well, that that's a little bit different, and and it'd be a little confusing as to why they didn't just write that in this instead of being so uh, strange with their wording. So I just want to bring this up because it, the Fourteenth Amendment is one of those amendments that just like makes my my brain catch on fire when I read it because I don't it doesn't make any sense. Either I'm completely confused about the hierarchy of the Constitution and how it plays a role in the entire country or this is some cracky stuff. So maybe somebody can add a note to, to the, one of the videos or to a podcast and let me know if I am confused because it's entirely possible. This stuff is very confusing to, to read. Um, so that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted a, a short podcast to talk about this 14th Amendment so people could go read it and, and see if you can make sense of it.